Bishop Kolonyati is in the house tonight. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Senior pastor and founder and presiding bishop of Harvest House International Churches Globally. Prior to full-time ministry, Dr. Kolonyati was a financial director of a large engineering company. Today, he is an author, a prolific teacher of the word. He moves mightily in the gifts of the spirit. He's recognized as an apostolic and prophetic voice globally. Dr. Colin continues to serve as a spiritual father to many ministries in Zimbabwe and outside the country. In a nutshell, Bishop is the holder of the following qualifications, BA Honours Degree in Economics, BA Honours Degree in Ministry, Master's Degree in Accounting, Master's Degree in Apostolic Ministry, Doctorate of Theology and Christian Leadership, Doctorate of Entrepreneurship and Business Leadership Degree, Doctorate of Humane Letters, numerous professional diplomas as well as from all levels of school of ministry. He was awarded the Great Leadership Award of Excellence, which is a recognition of the growth and innovation and creativity exhibited during the 2011, which was presented by the Megafest, which is a Zimbabwe-based business coaching company, which trains business people on customer care management, development, personal branding, and image management and offers awards to high achievers in the country. In 2017, he was awarded the Christian Leadership Excellence Lifetime Achievement Award for the ministry, the Christian Leadership Excellence Religious Organization of the Year Award in, in National in 2017 in Zimbabwe. And in 2022, he was awarded the Transformational Leader of the Year 2022 Diamond Award in Zimbabwe. Following that, on the 24th of November, in 2022, he received an honorary premium award to the top 20 businessmen in Zimbabwe. This is directly linked to the building of a 10,500-seater conference center right in Bulawayo, Bazalwan. He's a board member of Healing Jesus Ministries. He's a, a ministry under Lighthouse Chapel, a ministry which has over 5,000 branches worldwide. In 2017, he served as the national director of the Healing Jesus Campaign which was held in 14 cities in Zim. Thus far, in terms of church planting, he has over 803 churches with the aim to reach 1,000 churches in 2023. This was marginally inhibited due to the 2019 COVID pandemic. And then in the Bulawayo Central District, his churches operate from 10 different buildings, and they are taking a total of 48 services and on Sunday, he has over 100 churches in the high-density suburbs of Bulawayo, Zimbabwe. At present, Barcelona, they are really completing a 10,500 state-of-the-art auditorium. You've got to see this auditorium, Barcelona. And one of the largest in Southern Africa region, and is near completion by the grace of God towards the end of this year. He has authored several books. He is married to Senior Reverend Dr. Saranyati, they have four biological children, Carl, Shama, Kimberly, Joy, and Noctula Pistnobe. Dr. Kolinyati is a passionate gym person. He also plays soccer, you see. And uh, he, he also has attempted to play golf. We won't say much about that one. <laughs> but most of all, Barcelona, he is a friend and a dear brother. When, when we went and ministered in Zimbabwe years ago, and uh, we were going there to do the conference, and we were uh, invited by Randy Close. 
Little did I know that uh, uh, this man of God was in the audience there and they were the young leaders that God is grooming and raising in the nation. And it's incredible to see the grace of God upon their lives and what God's done through them, Bazalana. As you can see, Bazalana, the continent is rising. And the church is rising even stronger. And he's a man of integrity and a dear friend, someone that we talk to heart to heart, and I'm sure you'll connect after this. But as friends in Southern Africa and the entire continent, Barcelona, we're connecting together our hearts for one mission, the mission of the Church of Jesus Christ. Serious leaders who are carrying a mandate to see the gospel go far and wide. And so, Bazalana, he will introduce the, the young people who are traveling with him. But I'm going to ask uh, 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 Dr. Colin Yati just to come and share the word. Let's put our hands together as we welcome him, Bazalana. Yes, hallelujah. To the bishop and my bishop of this beautiful church that we so love, called Grace Bible Church. What an impact. Like you say, truly, when you were leaving Johannesburg, driving, I remember one of the vehicles that you were driving was a white sky, skylight? No, sky, skyline. Mm. We were sitting there, we were amazed at the man who could open the Bible and teach the way you taught. And little did you know that you were planting seeds that will later germinate and bring life. So we, when we say we, I mean I and my family and our church, owe you a debt of gratitude. You are truly, truly a man that loves God. And we are humbled to see the way God is using you, not only in South Africa, but beyond the borders of South Africa, but beyond the continent of Africa. You are an amazing man that carries the grace of God. You are not only those that know you, may think you are pastoral, but you carry strong apostolic anointing. Mighty, mighty apostolic anointing. And that's why you are able to attract all of us. When you call us, we run. <laughs> because we owe you much in terms of your sacrifices and everything else. May God increase you. May God increase by Grace Bible Church to, to nations impact here in, 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 in South Africa. I nearly said in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe too. If you... Yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah. you are a man of God, genuinely. And thank you so much for inviting these powerful men that we see here. Mfundisi uh, Don Phillips, what a message. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You are not only speaking to the nation of, of, of South Africa. As I said there, I said, this message is relevant to us very, very relevant to our nation. It's relevant, say, to our continent. May God anoint you and use you 
We are rising up, as you said. We are not sitting down. And we are doing something about our nations and about our continent, the continent of Africa. May God bless you. To powerful leaders that are here and ministers and, 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 and pastors and apostles and epistles. Apostles and epistles. An epistle is the wife of an apostle. So, uh, epistles that are here. May God bless you and bless your lives uh, today. Somehow, I, I'm carrying a prophetic message, hopefully, that will minister to you, say, as well as the, the nation of, of South Africa and beyond. Okay. I noticed this one thing, that God is wanting to distribute certain mantles in the body of Christ that will carry us over. I heard you mention the word mental there. I said, my God. Yeah. And that's my topic today. Yeah, new mantles coming from your... Isaiah 43, verse 9. I pray that before you go home, you catch your own mantle today. In the name of Jesus Christ. There are many mantles that God wants to release so that we can get over. The devil can't have our nations. It's impossible. We will fight him. We will bite his eyes and his ears. We'll find a, a, a shoe somewhere and hit his head will be violent towards him, will chew his tongue and pull his ears and, and pull everything about him because we are tired of his works in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen. Please lift up your hands. Father, we believe in the anointing and we believe the anointing is present here and it is the anointing that breaks yokes of bondages and we honor you today in Jesus' mighty name. Say amen. Bishop Sono, I don't know whether I should mention this, but I, I think I should. I hope he doesn't uh, thank you for, for, for assisting us to build. Thank you, sir, and, and thank you for, for you assisting us to build your church too. And we are grateful, very, very grateful towards that. The structure is almost complete. We believe it will be rendered usable by this December. Yes, sir. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for, for everything uh, that I can't mention here. I don't know what I can mention and what I can't mention. But may God bless you and bless your ministry. Let's put our hands together for, for Bishop Sam. I brought with me my son, Carl. Please stand quickly. Mm. That's my son. He's married. Turn around so that they can see you. He's... Yeah, he's married to a beautiful lady called Chichi, and together they've given me two grandchildren, so I'm excited. Mm. Thank you. This man is the son to my late brother, Apostle Charles Chiriser. His name is Yasha. Please stand, Yasha. I, I brought him here deliberately, so yeah. <laughs> he's a powerful man. Both these men are pastors. Okay, they love God, they are pastors, and we should raise pastors as pastors, isn't it? Thank you, thank you so much. We have uh, the son to my sister, Sheones, please stand. Thank you. Sheones is, is single, if I remember. Thank you. <laughs> the title of my message is 
a new thing. And then new mantles upon the body of Christ. There are many mantles that God wants to release in the body of Christ. So many of them. But I'm aware of these four that are very key. These four will literally catapult the body of Christ from where it is to somewhere else where we are so, so victorious and we are penetrating nations and we are changing things initially in the spirit realm and in the natural. These mentals are key and they are about to fall very soon in the body of Christ. I have prophesied about many, many things here in our nation that I've seen take place. So these mentals are very, very important for the body of Christ. But today I want to attempt to define mentals and how you get them so that tomorrow I will give you these four mentals. How is that for an enticement so that I can entice you? Yeah, okay. So I will define mentals today and then tomorrow I will give you then the four mentals that are key. I want us to begin to read. I sent my messages requested. I hope it didn't come late. I want to read a few scriptures here. 1 Samuel 15, verse 27 is the first scripture. And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul seized the edge of his robe or his mantle and it tore. This verse is a powerful verse. Samuel had come to King Saul, the first king of Israel. He said to them, the grace is moving from you to someone else who's a neighbor, but a better neighbor than you. And Saul, understanding the influence of this prophetic man who was turning to leave him, he seeks to embrace him and stop him from leaving. And his mental is torn. And right there, the prophetic is declared and is seen of this man. We're talking of mentals. Second Kings 2, verses 8 to 14. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I may do for you before I'm taken away from you. Elisha said, please, say it with me, say please. please. Let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Hey. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken, if you perceive what is happening when I'm being taken, then this thing may come upon you. It is all to do with perception in the season that you are living in. If you see, if you don't, nothing will ever happen. If you are seated here 
and you begin to understand these messages that are being uttered here and begin to perceive that which God is about to do, you may just be in the forefront of what God is wanting to do. Say amen. But if not, it shall not be so. Verse 11 says, Then it happened, as they continued and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha now saw it and cried. He didn't say, My friend, my friend. He said, My father, my father. Again, it is to do with perception. Who is this man who is being taken away? Is he a father? Is he just an ordinary person? But Elisha understands this is a father. My father, my father. Then he says, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes, his own inferior mantles. And tore them into pieces. This is the upgrading now. He's changing from one type of mantle to another. Watch verse 13. He also took up now the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went and stood by the bank Jordan. And this is what he said. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. The last scripture is Matthew 3, 16 and 17. Because mentors really are to do with the Holy Spirit. 16. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Say Amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, although there are variations of the meaning of the word mental, in the Bible, the main idea is that of a covering. Something that envelops you and therefore something that gives you authority or governing authority. We see so many people wearing mantles, Job, war and mental. You can find that in the book of Job 120. Ezra wore a mantle. And we find Elijah and Elisha as well wearing mantles. Samuel wore a mantle. Many people in the Bible wore mantle. So the mantle is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In the book of 2 Kings 2, 14, then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen upon him and struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Mantles fall in different seasons. And when they fall upon the body of Christ, you will see people that were in the backside of churches suddenly beginning to rise. You will see men and women that have been weak. Men and women that have been discarded, broken things, put aside, cast away, 
suddenly being thrust forward by the same mentors. Many people today say the charismatic church is weak, but it is the only thing afloat. But watch when the mentors of God begin to fall upon the body of Christ. We will be the in thing and everybody will know that the answers to this world come from the church. Why can't you say amen with me? How then do you receive these mentors? Number one, understand God determines your mental ahead of time. You must understand that. God is a specialist when he designed you and formed you and put you in your mother's womb. He knew about you and he knew about your assignment and he knew about the mental that he needed you to carry. And therefore, at the right time, he unleashes it upon your life. First Kings 19 verse 16. Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshai. Jehu at this time was just a captain or a commander. As king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shepherd of Abel Mahola, you shall anoint as a prophet in your place. These men were oblivious of the fact that a new mentor was about to come to them. It is when the prophet is sent and when he goes to where Jehu was seated and Jehu asks, who among us are you referring to as commander? And the prophet says, you, Jehu. From that day forward, his life changed. And everybody began to shout, Jehu is king, Jehu is king. He had collided with his mental at that point in time. And Elisha himself was a rural farmer. He was busy farming. He had no business in farming because God had given him a different assignment. But when Elijah is sent to him, he throws a mental at him. And he says, please, excuses and excuses. And he, the man of God says, what have I got to do with you? Yeah. Quickly he understands, I must leave everything and begin to follow. Ladies and gentlemen, if God has to use us, some of the things that are legitimate we may need to put aside in these closing days and begin to press in for that which God is calling us to do in the name of Jesus Christ. There is no one that can be used in your place better than you by the almighty God. So it's time to understand that there is a mental that is hovering over your life. So understand this. God determines your mental ahead of time. And yours already is determined. You may be busy playing church, but there is a mental ahead of you. You may be busy sleeping in church, but there is a mental waiting for you. Once you begin to perceive what time it is and begin to wake up and understand what God wants to do with the body of Christ, you will then position yourself and say, Lord, I want to be ready for what you are about to do. Number two, servanthood positions you for the mental God has for you when you serve. I notice this, that God anoints people that are serving. He doesn't anoint gurus. He anoints people that are busy serving in the house of God or in any capacity in the house of God. So don't come to church and never be participating. 
Whenever you're coming to church, find something to do. Even if it means you're cleaning toilets, even if it means you're picking papers, even if it means you're greeting somebody, as long as you are doing something in the house of God, the mentals that we are talking about may just fall upon you and change your life in the name of Jesus Christ. 2 Kings 3 verse 11. Watch the man Elisha. 2 Kings 3 verse 11. What was he doing? It says, but Jehoshaphat said, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? They're looking for a prophet. So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, watch his job description. The son of shepherd is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Mentals are about to fall. <laughs> They must find someone whose name was never known at a certain point in time, except that he poured water on the hands of Elijah, and God said, that's my servant. I pray that as you walk humble with God, you will collide with your mental in this season, in the name of Jesus Christ. And for sure, his life changed for good, and he was never the same again. And you find that old men and women, Old Testament, New Testament, who received mantles were serving. Joseph served. The first mantle that Joseph wore was the coat of many colors. In his father's house, he served. And when his brothers were envious of him, threw him in a pit, again that mantle did not leave him. As he was sold to Potiphar, he was given another mantle there. He saved when he was elevated. But when Mrs. Potiphar saw that mental, she got attracted to the mental. Many people say Mrs. Potiphar was loose. I don't think she was. I think she was attracted by this mental. And she wanted it so much so. Because the anointing by nature attracts. Say amen. amen. And when he left that mental, he finds himself in prison. Again, within prison, it says the warden did not look at anything that Joseph was responsible for. Another mental came upon him. But the day he came out of prison, almost 14 years, as he stood before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh gave him a new mental. Series of mentals that you and I can enjoy in the kingdom of God. Say amen. The third mental that we believe will fall in the body of Christ is this one. Realize, sorry, the third point. Realize you may wear a series of mentals. Not one, but many. God will give you one. As you are faithful in it, he will elevate you to another. And as you are faithful to that one, he will give you another one and another one. As long as you are faithful, you know that the next mental leads you to another mental for, protect, for, 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 for promotion. I'm here to tell you today that whatever little mental you think you have in your life, as you are faithful in that, God is about to elevate you. And as he elevates you, things are going to change in the name of Jesus. But I want you to watch this about the Southern African part of the continent. God is about to pour his Holy Spirit in this part of the nation as never before. We are seeing tremendous growth in West Africa, in North Africa, in, in, in East Africa, but not as much in Southern Africa. I am here to tell somebody that God is about to stay the ship. 
and God is about to move things and the church is going to be empowered supernaturally and these mantles are going to fall in the body of Christ and you and I are going to arise and we are no longer going to be tormented anymore by politicians, tormented anymore by the devil and everything else, God will anoint the living, the church of God in this season. Say Amen. And we see that you can wear a series of mantles. Elisha is a farmer first. That's a mantle. But he leaves that. And a mantle is thrown to him. He puts on that. But down the line as Elijah is ascending, he receives a mantle that elevates him to a double portion of the anointing of the man of God. Can I give you point number four? Wait for appointment to establish your mantle. Don't jump the gun. Even if you feel goosebumps, wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. wait. Say it again, say wait. wait. Waiting is key. As you wait in the house of God, serve. Even if you get to be aware that there's a special mental that is about to fall upon your life, keep on serving. Keep on serving the leaders of the church. The anointing sticks better when you wait. So many times we are in a hurry. People are anointed in church and they run. They split. They want to form their own churches. They want to form their own denominations. Wait, 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 wait. Anointing is protected under leadership in the house of God. Wait for God to establish that anointing. In the book of Acts, chapter 6, verse 6, we have seven deacons that are to be anointed. Hands are laid upon them and they are released. Release principle is very important. If you meet a young person today and they say, I have no father, I'm self-made, I fear a man who's self-made. I fear a person who's self-made. All of us have had somebody come into our lives and impact our lives and change us. And a good man and a man of accountability and credibility is able to say, that person impacted my life. All of us, one way or the other, somebody came into our lives to impact us and add something into our lives. I'm a product of many men and women, including this man seated here, that have come into my life and changed my life. Yeah. I don't think I would be here today if men like this and all others had not come into my life. So each time I'm there and they're there, I must acknowledge them in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, Amen. Acts 13, verse 1 and 3. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who's called Niger, and he mentions all that. Verse 2 says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands, they were released. Release principle begins to be very important in this. Number five, understand your calling will be tested over time. Whatever mental God gives you, it will be tested. It will be tried so that God will find out whether you are genuine or not. He will allow testing. God is a trying God. First Timothy 3 verse 10 says, And let them also be tried and investigated and proved first. Let me say this. I hate being tried by God. It's not easy. 
At times you cry. At times you weep. I don't think I've gone through trials like I have in the past five years. When you're building structures, those that you've built, you will know the trials of building God's house. It's like all hell is sent to you <laughs> to attack everything that you do. The things that you could do easily, they can be done easily because the devil fears structures. He wants churches to be meeting in holes somewhere so that they disappear. They are here today. Tomorrow they are gone. The moment you seek permanency, the enemy comes in to attack. I pray that in this season, you and I, men and women of God, will bring structures so that we can contain these mantles that are about to fall in the body of Christ. Say amen. The harvest is great. We can never even contain this harvest in our buildings. They're too small. But at least we'll sit people down under a roof as we teach them and as we fellowship together under a roof. So understand this, that God is a trying God. What do we mean when we say God tries? We mean this, a you, God uses every means which he himself knows will determine the presence, quality, genuineness of his call in your life. He will try you. B, to assess and examine the true inner attitude. If God blesses you today with a great mental, will you change? I met a certain man when my church had 50 people. It was a small church. I knew him by name. He was a big man. And we were of the same age. So I thought, Possibly there's nothing wrong with me greeting him by his name. I said, hello, so-and-so. I won't mention his name. Hello, so-and-so. He just looked at me. Like, do you know who I am? I fell small in a bank. He turned around and went away. Fools always forget. Years later, this man of God comes to my office. He says, man of God, I want you to pray for me. He's crying. Lay hands on me. My flesh wanted to spit on his head. But the spirit man said, lay hands on him. I laid hands on that man and blessed him and said, increase this man. Multiply him. When God anoints you with mentals, remember those that are down there and remember to fellowship with them in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the body of Christ is going to be hit by mentals that are very, very strategic. That will elevate the body of Christ. Suddenly, no one knew you. And suddenly, you are standing up. And there are crowds all over. And everybody wants to hear you. How will you react to your friends that you knew yesterday? What would you say to them? May God help us to remain humble. Here is how God tests us. I put some tests there. Here is the first one. Time test. Time is a tester. <laughs> nothing tests genuineness and authenticity more than time does. When a prophetic word comes over a nation, you will think it will manifest tomorrow. When a prophetic word comes to you, you will think it will happen tomorrow. Because the prophetic word by nature is very dramatic. Can these bones live? And you think, my God. Yeah, but the stage is there before the bones lived. They were shaking. Whenever a genuine word of God is uttered, there is shaking first. In fact, when a word of God is released, it will seem like the circumstances take you control. Shaking. And then noise. Yeah. 
before the fulfillment, which is stage number eight. Then there is a coming together. And then there are sinews. Then there is flesh. Then there is skin. All these come before the final stage. If it's a genuine word from God, it will test you. South Africa, if your nation is being tested, welcome to the club of men and women that have been tested. You are looking at one here, a genuine Zimbabwean man. God will test you and shake you before he unleashes the grace of God upon your life. He will shake you. Yeah. Whether you like to hear this or not, shaking is coming. Oh, it's quiet now. Mm. He will test you. <laughs> He will test you whether you are righteous or not. He will test you. As he tests you, he shakes everything that can be shaken. Yeah. He shakes everything that can be shaken. You think this is shaking? Ask me as Zimbabwean. Yeah, ask me. <laughs> he will shake everything until we say, Lord, here we are. And then he releases that which is upon you. I notice you don't want the amens on this one. You want God is blessing me tomorrow? Not tomorrow. Not before you do stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and stage eight. Then he unleashes. I don't know what stage you are in, but I believe we are on stage six roundabout there as a nation. Each time elections come in, we think, yeah, this time it's happening. Boom, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's been a long season. <laughs> I pray that yours be shortened. But my prayer may not align with God's plans. <laughs> he may just stretch you a little bit. Oh, it's quiet here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm standing up here. Let me try it again. He may stretch you just a little bit, South Africa. Ah, but don't fall apart. Don't leave the nation. Stay here. Pray for the nation. Soon and very soon, when the mantles fall, this nation, beautiful nation, will change. And you will see men and women of God rising up, apostolically moving beyond the borders of South Africa, planting churches everywhere, in Francophone Africa, South America, the Americas. Right now, you are still comfortable within your borders. Ah. May some of you cross over and come to our nation and plant their churches. Just like we have come to your nations and planted churches. I don't know how many churches I have here, over 30 or so in your nation. Ah, very quiet. Let me come down. Mm. <laughs> Prophetic words are powerful. They're powerful. But they have a process. They have what we call the set time. They don't happen tomorrow. Because if the prophetic word is fulfilled before you are ready, you are going to abort it. Yeah. And therefore God tries you. It's called time test. Ask Father Abraham, you are going to have a son. He thought the son was coming tomorrow. He kept on checking his wife. It took 25 years. Ask Baba Moses. Deliverer, emancipator. It took 40 years for that emancipation. Ask Joseph. Yeah, you're going to rise. Father, mother bowing down to you. Siblings bowing down to you. 14 years. Very unpopular word, this one. God will test us and try us. 
I am a Zimbabwean. We used to call ourselves the most educated, educated bunch of people in Africa with so many degrees and so forth. And we were so proud. We used to call others useless people. Yeah. Oh, my nation was beautiful. We looked at other people and just rubbish them. Until God said, we are sorting you out now. <laughs> here we are, scattered all over. I am sure if you throw a stone here, you may hit a Zimbabwe. They don't want to be here. <laughs> they don't want to be in your nation. They find themselves running. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a very bold preacher. So I see some of you are looking and say, you mean we are going to go through this again? You haven't started. I am here to tell you, you can comfort each other here, but you haven't started. There are certain processes that you must get in. But I know you being South African, you're going to get there. Yeah, You're going to get there. But I'm just bringing the other side that you don't like. I could easily come in and say, God is blessing you tomorrow and you shall. God will give you this and you shall. No. God will try you. Time test. Until everything inside of you is shaken and you are simply saying, oh my God, we are ready now. And God says, there is my army in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing this message? Uh God is a triangle. Let me give you the second test before my time disappears. God is a testing God. Here's the second one. Word test. When God gives you a word, it came through Pastor Don Phillips. It's a word. It's a powerful word. But again, it will be tested. God will allow testing. Straight after this conference, you will see it. Yeah, testing. Not from the devil. You may cast him and say, I bind you. He's not the devil. He is somewhere in Sudan. It's not him. (laughs) It's God allowing the process so that when you receive what you receive, you don't abort it. We have a word that was given by a prophetess long back, Cindy Jacobs of our nation. Zimbabwe, this will flow again. It's been some over 20 years. We have been waiting for it. 20 years. We have cried. We have wept. <laughs> cried again and wept. And we are beginning to see signs of it. Signs of it. Signs of it. So every prophetic word uttered is tested. Say amen. It is tested. There is character test. God will test your character. Because if he gives you that which is valuable like a mental over your life and you have no character, guess what? You are going to mess up. And when you mess up, therefore the kingdom of God is messed up. Because we've messed up. There are many other tests. Motivational tests. What is your motive? What is your motive of wanting a big church? What is your motive of wanting to be influential? What is your motive of wanting an anointing? What is it? What what is it? Do you have the kingdom of God at heart? Or itself? He will test that. When you can say now, Lord, your will and not my will, then he's ready to release something special in your life. We have many motives and many of them are not right. And God will test you in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen. Amen. We have seven tests. Elisha saved. It's difficult to save. 
It's difficult to save someone when you think you are more anointed than them. Very difficult. It's never easy. It's never easy to humble yourself. But you need to buffet your flesh. As you save, you will notice that God elevates you much quickly. The mentals that we are going to talk about fall on people that are ready to save. You say, Zimbabwean, we have been humbled. When you talk of a people that have been humbled, it's us. <laughs> humbled, humbled, humbled. At times that when you flash your green passport and you're looking and you're thinking, what are they saying? What are they saying? When you're like that, you're dead to self. You are very deadly in the things of God. <laughs> because you have nothing to lose. Eh? Nothing to lose. That's why I can't stand here and say to you, South Africa, tomorrow, tomorrow. No. <laughs> no. After testing. After testing. I know you don't believe it. I'm, when I'm gone, you will believe this. You will say, that man, what he was telling us was true. <laughs> what he was telling us true. I know charismatics will like, tomorrow, tomorrow it's happening tomorrow. It's not happening tomorrow. Yeah, the process has started. It's a good process. But it will take time. Because some of us are not ready. Say amen. When we are ready, he releases it. And then when you release it, you are dead to self. You can carry it long term. Say amen. Say amen. Yeah, there's another test here. Wilderness test. <laughs> Which is what we went through or are going through. When no one wants to know you. <laughs> When nobody wants to know you. Yeah. Except God. God wants to know you. So he will try you and test you. I'm left with four minutes here. And try you and test you. And when you are ready, he releases that. The other one is misunderstanding test. When people just misunderstand you. Everything you do, everybody misunderstands. Your husband misunderstands you. Your siblings misunderstand you. Your friends misunderstand you. Your girlfriend misunderstands you. Even your jokes are misunderstood by many. Yeah. Everybody. The traffic cops misunderstand you. When you stop, they say, who said you should stop? Oh, sorry. I thought you waved your hand. I didn't say wave my Everybody is mis misunderstanding. You know God is preparing you. <laughs> oh, I sense the stage of preparation before the mentals fall over you. And these mentals are going to catapult this nation into greatness. Don't misunderstand me. South Africa is a great nation. Yeah, in the naturality, great nation. It just needs to match with the spirituality. When these two match, explosion in the name of Jesus. Explosion in the name of Jesus. Oh, you're clapping your hands because I said South Africa is a great nation. Mm. Patience test. <laughs> How patient are you? Noah preached one message for 100 years. Rain is coming. Rain is coming. Rain. Nobody knew what rain was because water used to come from underground. Rain is coming. No one understood him. For 100 years, one message. Patience. And God will incorporate this as you move on your way to the fulfillment of the prophetic word over this nation and over the nations of Africa. And then discouragement tests. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. At times, no one can encourage you. When you're a pastor, who encourages pastors? When you're a leader of a big church like this one, who encourages them? God will allow you to go through that so that he can make you and prepare you and shape you and mold you. Warfare tests. Everything you do is a struggle. You find others get things with ease, but you, 
Nothing is easy at all. Nothing, nothing, nothing is easy at all. You know God is preparing you so that tomorrow when it does happen, oh, you are mindful of others that may be going through the same struggles in the name of Jesus Christ. Self-will test. Yeah, me. No one messes around with me. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know that I'm Dr. Nyati from Zimbabwe? Don't you know I have 800 chances? God will test you. Test that self-will until you say, Lord, nothing of me but more of you. Nothing of me, but more of you. This is what you will see in the body of Christ as God begins to tighten and begin to shape so that when these graces, this influence, these mentals fall upon the body of Christ, we are dead to self. Dead to self. Right now, you and I are too alive in the flesh. Touch your neighbor's shoulder and say, you are too alive. If a good car confuses you, what more the anointing that subdues nations? If a small house that you have bought confuses you, what more when the anointing of God falls upon? That's why he will test you. And that's why he will try you. And that's why he will allow all these tests to come your way and shape you. Vision tests is another one. When God tests your vision. I have a vision. I have a vision. God told me he will test that. Yeah, and for me, in 1998, a prophet gave me a word, you will build a 10,000-something church. You will build it. Ha! Ah, 20 years it has taken me. It's only now. I wonder if I had built a 10,500-seater church when I was 26. What was I going to do? I, I wouldn't be talking to you at that time. Yeah. I'll be moving tall and say, hello guys, hello small guys, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? But he waits until you are dead to self. When you are saying, what is a church building other than the being a house of God? Whether it is there or not there, I don't care. I will serve God, I will worship God. He says, then you are ready. Then you are ready. Your vision. I told everybody in the 20 years ago, I'm building a church, I'm building a church. I shouted out top of the mountains, I'm building a church, I'm building a church. And God said, I'm going to try you. Yeah. The moment I received the word, the piece of land I had was taken by the city council. Guess what they wanted to put? A cemetery. Yeah. They put a cemetery. <laughs> Here I am carrying a prophetic word. You will build a church and I have a big land. And the city council calls me to their offices. We want that land for a cemetery. Yeah. They took it for a cemetery. That's what I said about Ezekiel. Can these bones live? It doesn't end with an, or begins with an army. It starts with a shaking. <laughs> shaking first. Whenever you receive a prophetic word over your nation, there will be shaking. Shaking must come. Yeah. Noise. What is noise? Confusion. Yeah, I can't relate with this. Is this God? Why is he giving me this word and this is happening? Oh, it's the process. It is the process. Yeah, the process. And you will allow that process to come to pass in your life. And there's usage test and there's promotion test. How do you behave when finally God has promoted you? Do you forget those that you fellowship with yesterday? Do you forget them? Some people forget their friends the moment God lifts them up. They forget. 
Yeah, they never talked to them. Like that man that I met at the bank who said, who? Just looked at me, turned aside, went away. Five years later, six years later, he says, I want your anointing over my life. He comes kneeling down and he's crying. He is forgotten. All fools forget. May you never forget. In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so God will test you. And God will test you big time. So what we are crying for in short is, Lord, we need a church, a body of Christ that has great impact. That prayer simply says, test us, Lord. That's what you ask for. Please stand with me. I know it's zero minutes here. Please stand. Ladies and gentlemen, there are four mentals that I know will fall in the body of Christ very soon. Here's the first one. I will talk about them tomorrow. The mentor of creative miracles and glory. This is coming in a special way. We haven't seen anything as yet in the body of Christ. But can you imagine a, a, a man who's not dead to self, raising 15 people from the dead daily, and he's in a church, you look at his pastor and say, you have not raised anybody. I've raised 15 today. But when you are dead to self, you will understand to sit down and be taught. Are you understanding me? But creative miracles are coming in the body of Christ. Now, they won't come from the pulpit alone. No. From everybody, you and you and you and you. What we call backyard miracles will begin to take place. As we come to church, everybody has a testimony. I was walking in the street. I saw somebody blind. I laid hands on them. Then they saw that is coming. Why? Because God wants to bring harvest and mass. The next mental that is coming is the mental of favor. <laughs> favor is a mental. It is favor that catapulted this young girl called Esther. Esther. Whenever favor is about to fall upon you, you know someone somewhere is being disfavored. And God is about to lift you up. Queen Vashti refused to be called by her husband. Her husband wanted to show her off. She refused. It was a setup for Esther to come through. May God's favor fall upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. The next one is the mental of deliverance. Deliverance goes hand in hand with wealth. You notice the children of Israel when they left Egypt, they were delivered, emancipated after 400 years, but wealth kicked in. The Bible says they asked of articles of silver and gold from the Egyptians and it closes and says, and they plundered the Egyptians. It is that wealth that they left with and built a tabernacle of Moses in the wilderness until Moses said, you have given enough. So there is tremendous wealth that is coming in the body of Christ, but it is coming to faithful men and women that will handle it more accurately so that we plant churches, we build churches, we raise the banner of Christ, we hire stadiums, that is coming soon. Powerful mental that will fall in the body of Christ in this season. So tomorrow we are going to discuss this. I thought to start with defining what a mental is and how you get it. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the mentals that are soon to come upon this body of Christ in a unique way. I am ready to be tried and tested. I am ready to go through hard stuffs, the school of hard knocks. I am ready for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together like I tried to keep time. Hey, thank you. <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you, sir. You know what, uh, Bazalan? I think the word tonight was a very sobering one. You know, sometimes we, we pray for things and we believe for things, but we don't know the process that leads to those things. Indeed. And someone once said, you know, with God, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Because it's in the journey where God makes you and shapes you and makes you ready that when you get to the destination, you don't become something else. And you can be faithful with that. And I'm going to ask you, I know you prayed a general prayer, but I'm going to ask you just to pray for us because, you know, I just heard a very sobering word when we were all listening and everybody was very quiet. But what we should understand, Barcelona, is that the mission and the plan of God for any people will never, ever fail. Never. Never. If the people will learn to cooperate with God and to remain Christ-centered, no matter what comes, and not be big-headed, then yeah. God will do what he needs to do in our lives. So I'm going to ask this man of God before I let him go, just to pray a prayer over us. And there are some people, it might not be in terms of areas of ministry where these truths apply. But some of you in your own personal journeys, and when you look, you're really going through that right now. And I'm going to ask the servant of the Lord just to pray for us right where you stand. Men of God, as the Lord would lead you, sir. Please stand. I'm oh, sorry. Lift up your hands. Dear God, we know this one thing, that you are trying, God. We see it from the pages of your book, the Holy Bible. Men and women of integrity have been tried beyond measure. And we are no exception in this generation. You try us, you shape us, you shake everything that can be shaken so that your anointing, when it falls on us, it won't disappear and dissipate, yes. but yes. it will grow and be contained. Yes. Here we are as we are standing. We declare we are ready for that testing. Yes. We are ready for that trying. We won't fall apart, but we will stand. Yes, Lord. If your son Jesus Christ was tested and tried, who are we to circumvent that? We are asking, Lord, that you give us the strength so that that which is to come, the graces, the anointings, the mentals that are about to fall in the body of Christ will be contained for maximum impact in this season. I know, dear God, it's difficult to be tried. It's difficult to be tested. It's difficult to wait upon your promises. It's never easy. But God, give us the patience of Job, patience of Noah, in the name of Jesus Christ. We know you're doing something in this great nation. You're doing something in the nations of Africa. But you are preparing us as well, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we cry out, Lord, and say, we are ready. Say it with me one more time. We are ready. One more time. It's too weak. One more time. Yeah, there you are. He is a trying God. May God bless you. Thank you.